The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk Monday Night Raw and the confrontation between Seth Rollins and CM Punk and how I feel that Tony Khan can learn from Monday Night Raw. How? Well, you got to listen to the Busted Open Podcast. WWE has been on fire, whether it's Raw or SmackDown. We're kind of used to it with SmackDown, but, uh, Bully, we are far away from the days that you and I would have phone conversations on a Monday night saying, man, can we maybe review... Uh, a Monday Night Raw from 23 years ago instead of the one that we just watched tonight. We It seems like we are light years away from those types of discussions. Very hot show last night. And thank God we are light years away from those kinds of discussions where we would both be falling asleep on any given Monday night because the show was difficult to get through. Now it's uh, it's a fun show to watch. Obviously, last night, the, you know, the talk of the show was the first in-ring verbal exchange between Seth Rollins and CM Punk. But that does, that's not the only verbal exchange that I liked last night. I really enjoyed the Nia and Becky Lynch verbal exchange. I enjoyed the main event. There were, uh, I enjoyed Bronson Reed and Ivar again, 305 Live, just meat smacking meat. Uh, lots of real positive things coming out of Monday Night Raw last night, but I have a funny feeling that the Seth and Punk conversation will dominate the show because it seems to be what everybody wants to talk about. But but I go back. First of all, there's two words that you said that I totally agree with, and I think describe Monday Night Raw the best. That is real and also the word fun. Like, even when you saw CM Punk before Seth Rollins came out, you could just see that Punk is having fun. Case in point, uh, Punk and Shawn Michaels to begin NXT deadline on Saturday night. It just feels like, and, I, and I'm interested to hear about even people in the back, in the production and behind the scenes with the WWE. If I were to guess, I would think that everybody right now is having fun. And then you mentioned the word real, 
And I think that describes what happens between Punk and Seth. And I definitely agree that's what happened between Nia Jax and Becky Lynch. Pretty interesting terminology. And this is where I feel bully even more so than CM Punk in his promo on SmackDown. You know, CM Punk made that dig at AEW and the Young Bucks. um, And it went over a lot of people's heads and didn't get much of a reaction. Becky Lynch kind of made that dig at Nia Jax, but she did it in a way where it's like, if you're following along with the story in Monday Night Raw, it would click with you. But if you were somebody on the internet, a hardcore fan, it would click with you also. It's when she called Nia Jax dangerous and talked about the injuries that has happened because of Nia Jax. Now, that could be what we see on TV, but as a lot of people know, that's also real as well. So again, the word real bully, best way to describe what we witnessed last night. And I knew when Seth came out that we were going to get something from these two guys. I wasn't sure we were we going to get from Nia and Becky, but it wound up being <clears throat> very good. And, and, you know, last night after the the Punk and Seth promo, I put up on social media, Seth won punk zero meaning i thought seth got the better of punk in in that promo from last night and then after the end of naya and becky i put up naya one becky zero because the way it ended with becky saying go ahead hit me in the face punch me in the face here's my face just lay one in on me and naya pulls up short and she goes nah you need it more than i do I love that because basically what she told Becky is, bitch, I made you famous and I ain't making you famous again and walked away. I was like, damn, I really like that because you would never expect the WWE to let many of the women, if any, get up on on Becky Lynch. But Nia did, and she walked away. And I, I really like the way they set the tone for this upcoming feud. Yeah, and boy, you want to talk about, you know, using production in the right way. I love the fact, and they didn't black and white it like sometimes they do with blood on WWE television, showing Becky Lynch with that bloody face after she got punched by Nia Jax. Just in case you forgot. Now, I don't think anybody forgot. But as you know, Bully, when you actually show it, then people are going to remember that moment. They did a perfect job of showing Becky Lynch with that bloodied face after Nia Jax. But how about showing in slow motion Nia punching Becky Lynch in the face? I mean, you couldn't have asked for better in that segment last night. When they want you to remember, you will remember. And when they want you to forget, you will forget. And last time, and last night, they showed us again, which is something the WWE does a phenomenal job of, is bringing you up to speed on what has happened in the past. This way, just in case you've missed anything, you're up to speed in an instant. And that punch, I mean, the way they slowed it down, you could tell that is what's called a live round, folks. You know, you know, when you see it, you see the, the the punch connecting. You see, you know, Becky's face getting splattered all over the place, and that's what has set the tone for what we're about to see. You know, do we have a receipt coming up? Do, what do we have coming up? All I know is that 
going into that promo, I was wasn't expecting much coming out of it. I I am now just as interested in Becky and Nia as I am in Seth and Punk. How could you not be? And it's because bully of what you say and you've been saying it for years is you got to have reality based in your stories. Those are the best stories. And those are the ones that are going to be emotionally invested from your audience. And I think that's exactly what's happening with both those stories. Now, listen, when it comes to punk and Seth, you're taking a bit of a chance because I think you could tell from the crowd last night, it was a mixed reaction for both Seth and punk because those are two of your most popular wrestlers in the WWE. So I think, I think the fans last night were like, man, who do I root for here? I, I love Seth, but I love Punk. And you, know, you want to know something? They were a little bit conflicted. When it comes to Nia and Becky, you're not going to have that problem because the fans are going to be behind Becky. But either way, when it's reality-based, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to make you want to tune in next week. Like, watching Monday Night Raw, first and foremost, Bully, I mean, when's, how many times can you actually say, that the show ends and you're like, what? It's over? Like, you know, I, I last night was one of the few times where, like, I was like, whoa, wait a second. It's 11 o'clock already? I don't remember the last time that's happened to me watching a Monday Night Raw. So they're hooking you right now, and they're hooking you because it's that, it's that blurred line. It, is what Seth's saying, is what Punk's saying, is, th- is that really from the heart? Is that is that how they truly feel? Yes. Boy, when Nia said that yes. to Becky and said, "I made you," that and and we've said it on this show that that made that moment made Becky Lynch. That's real as real could be, bully. It's I believe it is all real. Uh, first of all, the animosity between Seth and Punk, and I think Seth has more animosity for Punk. Because we know what Seth said while Punk was away. He meant everything he said. Talking about how Punk left. Don't you ever call this place home. Dave, what was the biggest problem that I had with Punk's promo on Raw? You thought that it was safe. But I didn't like the word home. Oh, yes. True. Now, Mark brings up a good point when he says, you know, sometimes things happen at home that caused you to leave home. But then over time, things get worked out and you get brought back and you come back home. And that is a valid point because that can happen in real life. That can happen in the world of pro wrestling. It can happen anywhere. But man, the hatred, the vitriol that Punk had for um, the WWE. If that Jack Perry incident doesn't happen right before Punk and Joe go to the ring at All In, is CM Punk going home? No. Exactly. He's not. So he didn't go home because he wanted to go home. He went home because he probably needed to go home. And 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 we're going to and and we've been doing it with Punk the last couple of weeks and we're going to do it again today where we're going to play a lot of what we heard last night on Raw. We're going to do the, we're going to do the stop because I want to get your insight on it because I feel like, you know, we need to do that with some of the things that Seth Rollins said because what what did I have last week? I kind of went on a mini rant here on Busted Open Bully where I was talking about loyalty and I was talking about how 
you know, a lot of employers, a lot of people, when they look at you being loyal and they look at loyalty, it's almost used as a weakness. And I feel like with Seth Rollins, it's like, well, wait a second here. You know, I've been waving this flag. And then you come back and you expect to just walk right in and be in the main event at WrestleMania. No, 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 no. I'm not going to make it that easy for you. So in so many ways, I I can honestly say, and I, I know we say this and sometimes, you know, we live in the moment, but I can't think of a more significant promo that come from Seth Rollins in the WWE than the one I heard last night. Last night was a great night for Seth Rollins. And before I go on, don't let me lose my train of thought because I want to I want to say something about Seth from last night. I want people to understand something about when I give critique or feedback or my opinion on somebody, let, let's just say like punk. None of this is personal, people. I like CM Punk. I've had the few uh, interactions I had with him have been positive. If I tell you something about the promo or if i say i think seth won that promo battle don't take it so personally i know you're fans of cm punk i'm not here to tell you one guy is better than the other i'm here to give fair and honest assessment because last night when i put up that tweet dave of seth won punk zero every punk fan in the world who, who looked at that tweet no, Bully, you're wrong. You're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. Oh, Punk let Seth win. Blah, 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 blah. Guys, if last, if I had to put a number on last night, it was 51-49 Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm you don't even have to explain Seth. this. You don't even have to no, explain. No, no, I it's, want it's... to. I want to. Okay. I want to, please. I want people to understand that I'm trying to give fair criticism. To it. I don't like one guy more than the other. This has nothing to do about fandom. This has to do from what the professional sees in this promo and in these other two guys. That's it. Getting back to Seth last night, because you thought Seth was, you know, did a fantastic job, right? I wish we would have seen Seth come out of that Seth character just a little bit more, Dave. Like when he came to the ring during his entrance, he had a bit of a little bit of the swagger and the you know the pep in his step kind of Seth Rollins thing, and then he got to the walk, and then he got to the ring, and then when he got in the ring, he we still had a little bit of that <clears throat> Joker esque Seth to him. I wish that was gone. I I almost wish that we would have just seen him walk straight to the ring, never take his eyes off of Punk, get in the ring and stare him down. And Dave, me, you, and Paul were on a thread last night texting about a variety of different things. And I, I told you guys to specifically watch something when Seth got in the ring. What did I tell you guys to watch? His eyes. Did you look at Seth's eyes? And yes. did you look at Punk's eyes? Yes. What did the eyes tell you? The eyes told me everything I needed to know. They were staring right at each other. We talk about when you're talking on the microphone, especially in the world of the WWE, trail off. You start looking down, start looking at the crowd, start looking at your feet. That did not happen last night. Both of them, both Punk and Seth, looked directly at each other pretty much the entire time of the promo. Punk blinked 
four times. Oh, okay. Interesting. See, what I tried to do last night with you and Paul is smarten you guys up to the things that you always tell me I see that you can't. That's because, you know, that's incredible, Bully, because when you talked about that, I was looking at it in a different way because a lot of times we see, what do we see with the promo? Perfect, perfect thing is sometimes with Becky. She walks around. She paces back and forth. She looks at the crowd. She's not looking at her opponent eye to eye. That's what I was looking for, but I did not look for the blank. So that's very, very interesting to me. Great call. That only you can uh, can attest to and can talk about. So uh, my, my, the method to my madness was I wasn't going to tell you guys about the blinking because I wanted to see if you picked up on it yourself. Punk blinked four times. Now I can hear people going, well, what is that matter that he blinked four times? What's the old saying, Dave, about blinking? Yeah, you know, you know. Whoever blinks first loses. Yep, exactly. Seth was wide-eyed the whole time. Did not blink. Basically, what Seth's eyes told me is, you motherfucker, I am going to look through you. Because I can't punch you in the face right now, I'm going to look through you. I'm going to steal your soul. I, you're going to have to look me dead in the eye and know that when the time eventually comes that you get in a ring with me, I'm going to out-wrestle you. Remember, Dave, on the text, I said, remember this out-wrestle line because this is what Seth is going to try to do to CM Punk. He's going to try to beat him up, blow him up, stretch him, and expose him. He's going to do good business, but in the midst of that good business, Seth is going to put the pedal to the metal and he's going to go, all right, Punk, let's see if you can keep up with me because everybody had to keep up with you in AEW. That's what was going on in the look last night. You talk shit, you get hit. <laughs> and he's and Punk's been talking a lot of shit. And Seth Rollins believes, and, you know, I think a lot of us would probably agree that he's one of the best in the world when it comes to what goes on in the middle of that ring. Punk's going to have to keep up and excel because you're right. Seth Rollins is going to bring his A game. So Punk brother bring his A game and can his A game match what Seth Rollins can bring in the ring. In AEW, Punk being a top guy there and all of the really good matches he had there. They were all dictated by Punk. Now, Punk is not just telling the other guy what to do, but Punk is able to control the pace, set the tone, tell the story. With Seth, it'll be a negotiation in the back. But when they get to the ring, remember that sixth gear that I always told you about that Kurt mm -hmm. Angle has? Yep. Seth's going to hit that gear. If they go 15-20, Seth is going to hit that next gear. And then you're going to be able to see if Punk can keep up. Am I saying that Punk can or cannot? I don't know yet. But I'm telling you what Seth's eyes told me and backed up by his words. I am going to outwork you on that mat, and I'm going to show you who the best in the world is. Yeah, and I, and I can't wait to see it. And... Man, you know, 
they've shown CM Punk a lot. We saw CM Punk on Raw. We've seen him on SmackDown. We've seen him on NXT. And now we're seeing him again on Raw and obviously on Survivor Series. That's a lot of appearances in like a two-week span. Um, so, you know, every time you see CM Punk, you're going to want another page and another chapter to that story. Now we're at the book with Seth. We talked about it yesterday. We talked about, like, what are we going to see at WrestleMania? And me, you, and Mickey, and Mark all had their ideas. Bully, to me, there was no other way to go than this with Seth Rollins. Because we don't know when this match is going to happen. I mean, they, they they didn't make a match. They didn't say when this is going to happen. They didn't predict anything. I think this is going to be a slow burn. I think there's going to be a lot to this story. I think they're, I think you're going to see a little bit more evidence to kind of back up what Seth has been talking about. And I'm very interested, Bully, in the fact of where is this going to go with the crowd? Is the crowd going to side with Punk or is the g- crowd going to side with Seth Rollins? I'm very interested to see how the WWE Universe is going to choose who they want to go with. If I'm the WWE, I am going to write for each guy and get input for each guy each week that's hit that hits as close to home as possible. Everything should be based in reality. Okay, guys, here's the situation of the rea- of the reality of the situation. And here is what we're going to say to each other tonight. I wouldn't force any words on Seth or punk. And I would completely let, the people decide the minute you force one of these guys they're gonna it's gonna it's gonna backfire because the people want to react the way they want to react to this guy last night they didn't know how they wanted to react half excuse me guys half the people are singing seth's song half the people are chanting cm punk and that happened twice in the promo yep Sit back, let the people get it out of their system. They may decide to pick one guy's side totally. You don't necessarily need a heel and a baby face in this situation. Because who is truly the heel in this situation? CM Punk. Why? Because he was gone. He badmouthed the company. He left, and now he came back, and he's expecting, as he said on SmackDown on Friday, and he wants to be in the main event at WrestleMania. So technically, if there was a heel, it would be him. But the people don't want to boo punk as of right now. They're still on the bandwagon. They're still on the let's have a great time with punk, you know, a uh, 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 train. So let's see what happens. All I know is last night was a perfect example of what happens when you keep it real. Another thing that I heard last night, Dave, was people were saying, oh, Seth's promo was exactly what Hangman Page said. As if Seth ripped off Hangman Page. Ridiculous. If he, if Seth is copying exactly what Hangman Page said by circumstance, then there's got to be some truth to it, right? It's got to be based on some kind of reality because you have one person from one company saying it and one person from a completely different company saying it. There might be truth to it, and I think there is. Because if you go back and you match up the promos, what Hangman said and what Seth said are basically the same thing. Not word for word, but you get the point. But one Why was... are they saying... 
Uh, I'm sorry. Had- one had nothing. But the, here's the difference, though. One was good for business. One wasn't. When Hangman Page said it to CM Punk, had nothing to do with the story that was being told for weeks of TV that they were building up towards with a match between those two. It came out of nowhere, and it was a complete punch to the gut for absolutely no reason other than they, than they get a pop from the internet crowd. This one is this is going to be the business of the story is what Seth Rollins said. Whether it's truth or not, and I'm guessing it is the truth, this is the story that the WWE is going to be presenting as we get closer and closer to their match. So the the big difference here is that one was good for business, one wasn't. And remember how I just told you about the eyes, Dave, about Seth's eyes, and Seth's eyes told you everything you needed to know? Go back and watch the Hangman promo on Punk and watch Punk's eyes. Punk is basically looking at Hangman going, you son of a bitch. This has nothing to do with nothing. And you're getting yourself over by firing off this promo. Punk has absolute. He's furious in his eyes, but he can't do nothing in that situation. That's why the eyes will tell you everything that you need to know the the eyes of the window to the soul and punk's soul against hangman was screaming and last night seth's soul was screaming at cm punk saying i'm coming for you the number one pro wrestling show on the planet busted open is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the busted open podcast this is dave lagreca join me alongside two wwe hall of famers mark henry and bully ray the hardcore legend tommy dreamer plus thunder rosa and mickey james all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring listen to busted open right now on the sxm app or wherever you get your podcasts Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. 
The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I hope somebody is watching and learning. And that person is bully Tony Khan. Because I say that because everything that we're seeing last night with Naya and Becky and Seth and Punk is based on reality. There is real life animosity there. When it comes to Naya and Becky, Naya did legit punch Becky in the face and break her nose and bloody it. Then you look at, you know, Becky firing back that she's dangerous and that people have been injured in the ring because of Nia Jack. That is also legit. That was an issue that we were bringing up on this show a few years back. And I think a big reason why Nia was let go. And Becky brought up the fact that Nia was fired by the WWE. Then you look at Seth and Punk. And and Seth is all right. And we'll break down the promo in a little bit about everything that he said about CM Punk. The reason I bring up Tony Khan and the reason I bring this up is because you brought up Hangman Page and other people are bringing up the promo that Hangman Page had with CM Punk. Obviously, a lot of animosity there. CM Punk brought up the Young Bucks in his promo on Friday night. AEW had the opportunity to use those things to their advantage. We talked about it for weeks and weeks, Bully, on this show. All right, you have real-life animosity between Punk and Page. You have real-life animosity between Punk and the Bucks. You know, they had that all-access reality show where you saw real-life animosity between Tay and Ruby Soho, between Thunder and Britt. The only difference here is that AEW didn't use any of those real-life situations and use it for their weekly Dynamite show. And now we're looking at a world where CM Punk is gone. Cody Rhodes is gone. You can make the case, Bully, that the two most popular wrestlers in the world right now are Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. If we were having this conversation two years ago, we would be talking about Punk and Cody being in AEW. Now they're both in the WWE, headed towards what is going to be the biggest WrestleMania of all time. If I'm Tony Khan bully, I mean, you got to be kicking yourself a little bit. It's almost like a general manager losing your starting quarterback and your biggest defensive linebacker. And then the next year, seeing them play in the Super Bowl. Dave, nothing about what you just said is wrong. And I think it's very important that you brought this up because Tony Khan never sat under a learning tree like all of the other great 
promoters of the past. Remember, in my opinion, Tony Khan is not a booker. He is a matchmaker. There's a huge difference. So if you don't sit under a learning tree and don't learn from the smartest people in the business that have come before you, you're basically going to have to do it on the fly. And that's what Tony Khan has been doing since day one. He has been promoting and matchmaking AEW on the fly. And I'll just use booking just because that's the term. He's been booking AEW on the fly. He's learning as he goes. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, he's smart enough to see how this situation unfolded and maybe gets a better and tighter grasp of the locker room and maybe asks himself, how the hell did the WWE get people on the same page that were um, a pest in my locker room or a, 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 an issue in my locker room? Dave, do you know how easy it is to squash animosity amongst wrestlers? How? How easy is it? It's extremely easy. It's not as difficult as you would think. It's not that big of a deal. When the boss comes in and sits the people down who are in the dispute, most of the time wrestlers completely back down and go, okay, boss, you're right. Let's work this out. At least any wrestler that was brought up the right way in this business. Because once the boss steps in, you know something's up. And in the world of pro wrestling, with the types of contracts we had, you can get let go for just about any damn reason out there. Wrestling contracts are worse than music contracts, 360 contracts. If Tony would have been involved in any of these disputes, uh, the elite guys and CM Punk, Jack and Punk, Thunder and Brit, yada, yada. I'll just use those three as the examples. Those are the ones that come to mind. All Tony's got to do is sit these people down and go, yo, no more BS, enough. We have business to do. So what I need from you guys is to shake hands and you don't have to make up and any of that. Just shake hands and agree to be professionals when we come to work. It's that easy. Dave, I've seen things in the past, and I, I only bring ECW up when, when I absolutely need to. You are talking about volatile personalities in that locker room. Guys that would... I, I can't even put into words how they could rip your throat out. That got along so well. Why? Because we respected our boss and our boss's vision. And if there was ever a problem in that locker room, the boys would police themselves. And if the boys couldn't police themselves, Paul would step in and squash it immediately. Vince. Same thing. Any good oh, Jim Cornette, same thing. Uh, Bruce Pritchard, same thing. But with Tony, 
never having to deal with wrestlers the way he's had to deal with them for the past four years. He's now learning how to deal with them on the fly. So hopefully the one thing you you talked about, I hope somebody learned something from this. Yes, I do hope Tony can learn from this because if Tony can learn from this, then he will have a better grasp of his locker room and maybe all of these outside issues and problems won't be affecting the perception of the company. And, 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 and I bring this up, Bully, because you and I both, you know, I, I don't give a shit what people want to print or what headline they want to throw out there. It makes no difference to me. You and I want AEW to succeed because the bigger AEW is, that gives us more to talk about here on Busted Open, Bully. I mean, you know, when AEW is hot, when the WWE is hot, Busted Open is hot because then we have more to talk about and we have a show now seven days a week. Don't you think that as somebody that has built for this show to be seven days a week that we want to talk about on a Saturday morning show, talk about Rampage the night before, or on a, on a Sunday, talk about AEW Collision from the night before. We definitely want to do that. But the only way we can do that is if people are tuning in and watching these shows. Now, I know it's not a perfect gauge, but we always bring up with, with the rating and the rating being one of the gauges of how people are consuming a product, right? AEW Rampage, when Punk came back in 2021, they did a monster rating of almost 1.2 million on, on Rampage on a Friday night. This past Friday night, they they just barely got over 340,000. Um, the WWE, with CM Punk being on their show and CM Punk being on SmackDown, they almost hit 2.4 million viewers on Fox for SmackDown. And it's a major increase from the week before of over 300,000 new viewers on a Friday night. So you have to say that's because of CM Punk. If I'm Tony Khan, how could you not be kicking yourself saying that needle mover? And I'm one of the people, and I've been, you bully, I've been saying it since day one. I believe CM Punk moved the needle for AEW. I think he did that for uh, uh, pay-per-view buys. I think he did that for attendance. And I think he definitely did that for uh, just gates when it came to, you know, everything that uh, all around. I believe CM Punk was a needle mover for AEW. You fired him. Okay? So you had all these things that you're talking about, Bully. You let it fester. You let it build. You let it build. You let it build. To it came to a boil. Somebody had to go, and you decided to let the guy that was the biggest star in your company go. And I feel like they're feeling the effects of that now, Bully, because since CM Punk has walked out the door, I think it has definitely hurt AEW. So if I'm Tony Khan, I'm kicking myself, and I'm saying to myself, what could I have done better? So I hope he's learning from this experience, Bully, because he needs to. Because we need this product to grow and get bigger. Because if I'm looking at a rating from two years ago, and now I'm looking at the same night two years later, and it's less than half than it was, almost a little bit over a quarter of what it was, I got to look in the mirror and I got to say, what could I have done better? And how can I learn from this experience? Let's take a look at history for one second and learn from it. Back in the day, how big of a headache was Shawn Michaels to Vince McMahon? Huge. A huge headache. Did Vince ever fire Shawn? No. 
Why? Because he knew he was a star. That's it. End of story. He dealt with him. He did the best he could with him. He tolerated. He tried. He did everything he possibly could. And 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 look and look where Sean is. You know today, as far as his standing within the WWE, Vince knew that. Yeah, Sean's a bit of a problem child. But that is a star who puts asses every 18 inches, who sells merchandise, who could steal the show at WrestleMania, yada, yada. Do I think Punk is Shawn Michaels? No, but I can compare Punk to Shawn Michaels as far as being that kind of star. And you as a owner have to know how to deal with certain wrestling personalities. There's only one type of wrestling personality that I believe Tony Khan can handle and deal with the kind that want to be friends with him. This is this is not about being friends with your talent. This is about being a boss. This is about having the respect of the locker room. And not and bully, here's the thing, not everybody can do that. That's why you hire people that can do that. Because listen, I I know it for me too. We talked about it on the show. I'm not a confrontational person. I'm not you know, there's certain if you're a non-confrontational person, then it's very hard for you to have certain types of positions because there's going to be confrontations. So if he's not that kind of person, he needs to hire somebody that can be that person. If he's not going to be able to if he's fearful in certain situations, which he said he was with the CM Punk situation, then make sure you hire somebody who's not fearful of that situation that can get involved and squash it and do what's best for business. Because right now, you hurt your business because you let your starting quarterback walk and win a Super Bowl for another team. Jim Ross was the best head of talent relations I ever worked for in my career. Why? Because JR knew exactly what Vince wanted. JR knew what the boys wanted. And he could find middle ground. JR got right to the point. There was no muddying of the waters. JR knew how to sit the guys down and come to an agreement. Tony Khan, if he's not going to do it himself, needs a head of talent relations that can relate to talent, but yet carry out Tony's vision for the locker room. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.